Well, guys, I want to put a concept out to you this morning. A concept. The lesson today I, I did at the preaching camp, but I adjusted it a little bit for the adults. Because we all have to have the heart of a child to get into heaven, right? Here is, the, here is something that I want you to think about. You can live a fulfilled life. You can live a fulfilled life without obeying God. Sounds pretty awesome, huh? Sounds fantastic. And people try to do it all the time. I went up to vacation up in Arnold, California. It's a, it's a little small town up there. And, and people were having a blast. Boats. People were catching fish. I wasn't catching fish. But others were. Thought I was supposed to have life to the full of Jesus. I wasn't feeling it. Here's a slide for you. Title of the lesson today is The Serpent's Myth. There's a lie he's trying to thread, and it's reinforced constantly. TV, when you open your door and go outside your na- and see your neighbor. He, this, is a, this is a myth that he's trying to thread through our existence, but he knows something. He knows you're not easily deceived. He knows that you're not easily, he knows that you want to follow God, so he can't make it so obvious. That's obviously dangerous. I would not do that. Some of you might do that. I won't do that. That's one of the dangerous roads in all the world. It's in Italy. It's literally a road. And you got to cross it if you want to get to that side. But there's another way around it, of course. I go the other way around. You know, his myth is now, hey, 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 he doesn't want to tell you there's danger. He's not, he doesn't want to make it obvious to you. He's trying to deceive you. He's not holding signs out. It's more like this. Does someone know who that is? Who is this man? His character is Ben Linus in the series called Lost. And he was an incredible villain. But the best recurring villains are polite, civil, and completely sane. He was good. He was very good. It's more like this. Come a little closer. (laughs) Hang on, I think it might be a trap. That's what it's like. He wants you to come closer so he can nail you. But he's got to trick you into it. He's got to get you to believe in something that's totally false, but yet it seems so totally true. That's how he's got to do it. The serpent's myth. You can be fulfilled in life without obeying God. That is the myth. That is what he's trying to convince us all of. I can go to church. I can give my contribution. I can have great Christian relationships, but really, I don't really need to obey God because I'm getting all the benefits. We, we can do that. Or let's say you don't go to church. You don't read your Bible. You don't pray, but yet, you know, you feel fulfilled because you're always out there catching a lot of fish. You're at the lake. 
You're always on vacation. You can afford it. You go here and there. You can be fulfilled in life. Look at my Facebook page. Without being in obedience to God. Look in your Bibles in Genesis 3, or you can look on the board if you'd like. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Because she had heard, she had been told to by, by Adam that this was the, one of the key elements of being in the garden, is you can't eat from a certain tree. And he's all, any tree? You can see how he's trying to craft his argument already. You know, the, 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 the amazing thing about the situation is that Eve saw God, and she knew what to expect. You guys, in one sense or another, know God because you read the Bible. But she literally saw the Lord, and she was still deceived. That's how good he is. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say. She's trying to preach to the devil here. God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. So she understood very clearly not to do it. Can you imagine There's another way. Mm, Eve. There's another way. <laughs> Eve, 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 Eve. Calm down. Calm down, woman. You will not certainly die. You know, Satan's playing on. Did he literally say you're going to, literally, are you literally going to die? For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Eve, you see, God's just trying to hold you back. He doesn't want you to live life to the full. He's trying to hold you back. He knows. You're not literally going to die. You're not going to be like, that's not going to happen. And in one way, he's right. She wasn't going to literally die from eating the fruit. It was a little bit of truth. Mixed in. A little seasoning. There's another way. You can live a fulfilled life without obeying God. There he is. You know, it's, it's strange that he's called a serpent, but really he was an angelic being. He didn't have horns. He wasn't red. Doesn't have a tail. It's actually very beautiful. But he's crafty. He's sneaky. He loves to deceive you. And he does not, he does not want you with God. You can be sure of that. That's the last thing he wants you to ever have is a relationship with God. The serpent, ah, oh, it's just a little lie. Come on now. It's not that big a deal. 
I can hold back information. Look at Jiminy. You're crafty, Pinocchio. He's, he's laying into him. Pinocchio, you're sneaky. Because he was sneaking around. Went to the island. He loves to deceive. He doesn't want you with God. He tries to make it fun. It's okay. Just a little white line. Doesn't hurt anybody. It's all right. No one's going to get hurt. The devil wears Prada. In other words, the devil is not very ugly. He comes in many forms. The Bible says this. No wonder for Satan himself masquerades. He puts on costumes as an angel of light. He can change the way he looks. That's a good-looking guy. Sometimes he'll use men, women. He'll use men. Because he knows you're not connected. He knows you're a little lonely. You've been dating brothers, but no one's asked you to go to the next level. He wears Prada. Oh. He gets us to think so much about what we wear, what we look like. That becomes more important than anything in our life. It dominates us. What kind of car I drive, what kind of house I live in, what kind of status I need in society. All to take you away slowly and slowly and slowly. But my neighbors and everybody, I have to do what they're doing so I can have an impact on their... It's very spiritual the way we sometimes think. I got to relate to them so I can get in there with them. But he's like, oh yeah, just come on down that path. He masquerades. He wears costumes. He puts on a different look. He wears Prada. But do you speak his language? The Bible says the devil speaks a very specific language. It's not Hebrew. It's not Aramaic. It's not Greek. This is his language. It's native. Liar. That's what he speaks. It's called liar. When Satan lies, he speaks his native tongue. For he is a, a liar and the father of the first lie. He fooled someone who saw God, walked with God, and he still lied to them. He's good. Oh, man, he's good. If he's that good there, how good is he in your life? Think about it. If he's that good, how's he tricking you? How's he getting you? That's why the Bible says whenever you take communion, examine yourself. It's an important part of Christianity, self-examination. But another part of Christianity is having someone else examine you too, going, hey, bro, how are you doing? That's okay, because he's inundating us with this language. Liar, liar, pants on fire. He speaks his native language. It's natural. You ever met a liar? An obvious one? You're going, come on. It's, I mean, this guy is crazy. You just know it. 
But with him, it's so subtle. Because he sprinkles truth along with a lie. There's always a truthful element to what he says. But it's deceiving because it's so disobedient to God. Look at this concept. His goal is to deceive you. Here's one way that he does it. This is, our, this is our antidote. This is how we can combat the deception. It says, encourage one another every day. Why? Why is it important to encourage each other every day? So that none of us may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. You ever see concrete get laid down somewhere? And kids always come by and put some crazy words on there. And they walk away. But it isn't, concrete doesn't settle in one day. It actually takes maybe a, a day and a half to really settle in. And when we're not encouraging each other, that hardening takes place in our hearts. And it's like cement. You ever, you ever, you ever been prideful, so prideful where no one can talk any sense into you? You ever had that way? I'm that way. Well, your spouse is telling you just biblical truth, and you're going like, that's not true. That is not true. Or she makes an observation about your heart, that is a lie. Because your heart is already so cemented. If God showed up, you're going, that's not the Lord. We can get like that. That's why we need each other every day. Every day. Every day, he tries to give us one lie. Every day, he tries to sell you one lie. 365 of them a year. Some get through. Everybody lies, though. Right? Come on, at work, everybody does it. No one's going to get hurt. I don't have to tell my parents. I don't need to tell my wife. No one's going to get injured if I just keep it to myself. He sets a trap. The Bible describes Satan as this. He is the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Think about that. You know, in the Bible, there are things that are invisible that we cannot see. And Satan is described as the ruler of the kingdom of the air. I wonder what's flying around. It's so much so, it specifically enough says this. He, it's the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. You know what gives Satan more fuel and more of a foothold in your life? Is when you're not obeying God. He just sinks his, his legs into you. You know, I've been working out with jiu-jitsu again. Thank you for Alfred getting me back in shape. I'm losing all kinds of uh, chocolate cake that I've been eating and <laughs> kinds of dark chocolate almonds by the bagful. Trying to lose that. And if you ever had Alfred get on top of you, it's a very discouraging feeling because you cannot escape. Once he sinks into you, it's very difficult to get away from him extremely hard. And that's the analogy I can give because 
when we're disobedient, it's, it just fuels us even more to believe the lie. If you disobeyed, nothing happened. Okay, I don't have, yeah, I don't have to take that passage literally. As Christians, we start thinking, is that literal or is that allegorical? We start to get into the trap. What traps you? A lot of people are sucked into this world. Teenagers. Adults. Trying to find your high school friend. They exchange the truth about God. In other words, that your life can be filled with God is the truth. But they exchange it for a lie. This will bring you complete emotional satisfaction. And they worshipped and served created things. Rather than the creator. People can spend more time doing this, watching YouTube, uh, catching up with Facebook, and not read your Bible, and not pray. That just took up your morning before work. Oh, man. I got to get my Farmville crops going. And then you, then you realize you don't have time for a quiet time. Got to go to work. I know what it is. Outdoors. I'm going to get outside. I'm going to see the world. I love, oh, I love God's creation. I love being here. But you don't read your Bible when you're there. You don't pray when you're there. But you're just enjoying the moment. You know, when I went to the lake, I saw a lot of people enjoying the moment. But I'm, I wanted to make sure that I understood who made that. Amen. Who made that amazing thing? People don't want to give credit where credit is due. That's an amazing lake. Ah, that lake had a lot of fish in it. I just couldn't catch one. I caught a catfish, but it was totally unfair. It was, I think it was dying. And some guy scared it into the cove, and he went into the cove and just sat there. And I, I you know, I, I went back. I went back to my, 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 my little chair. I got the net, went all the way back, and it was still there. And I tried to scoop it, but my, but my foot was on the net, and I'm like, huh, huh. and I go, oh, okay. And he's still there. <laughs> then I went in, and I caught him, and then Karen took a picture, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was self-deceived. <laughs> Looked at the fish, and it was, all, it was damaged underneath. It was on his last leg, and I caught it. <laughs> I, and I share that with you because I was up there, and I was discouraged, going, God, why can't I catch a fish? How can I face Steve Burns? So I prayed, said, God, let me catch a fish. I didn't say how. I said, let me catch a fish. And God answered my prayer, and I caught a catfish. And I'm like, this is not a very glorious way to catch a fish. But God answered my prayer. I got to get more specific when I ask God things. How about gadgets? It consumes us. We start t- tinkering around on the gadgets, computers. It just consumes our time and our energy. And it steals us away from God. Now, I'm not saying these things are terrible. I'm, what I'm saying is that if your priorities are not corrected and straight, these things will slowly suck you out. 
Sports news? Ah, man. You know, I was so irritated that a man says, I'm going to announce where I'm going on a specialized televised hour show. I was so annoyed, I refused to watch. I didn't care where LeBron James was going to play basketball. But I'm telling you, six million people had to know. And they had to watch it. But it can consume us. I haven't watched the Dodgers lately. They're discouraging. (laughs) But when they're down, it doesn't mean I'm down. Watching the sports center last night, seeing if A-Rod hit a 600 home run. Because when, when he does the trot, I want to chant to the TV, you cheated! It can consume you. That was so silly to me just to, just to get all excited for A-Rod so I, can, so I can call him that. That's foolish. I have better things to do with my energy and time. But it can suck you in. Just like that. It can just suck you in. Making money! <laughs> I gotta make money. I'm good at it. I gotta make it. And you exchange the truth. This becomes dangerous when your money and possessions are all really what you care about. And we know that, and how the evidence is, it knows this is what Dean said. We're unwilling to part with it in our hearts. That's how you know you exchange the truth. For, about God for a lie. You know, one thing that Satan tempted Jesus with was success. I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. You know, in three, three years, Jesus made 120 disciples. Didn't sound very glorious. It's the size of shoreline. And Satan goes, I'll give you every kingdom in the world. So they'll follow you. He promised him success. His myth. You can be fulfilled in life without obeying God. That's the myth. But you'll be disappointed with the reality. Many people realize they bought into it and it crushed them. They're disappointed. They feel hopeless. You know, you know, you can be so hopeless because you go to church, you try to be a Christian, but you bought into the lie, and then you realize the reality is so, and you're thinking, how can I, I follow a God that ends up in this, you weren't following the Lord. You were deceived into believing that you can live a fulfilled life without obeying God. Look, look what the Bible says. Who will come to help us? Look at it. Jesus comes down. And the reason the Bible says he came down was to do one thing, destroy the devil's work. That's encouraging news. He wants to crush it. But listen to this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. That's Satan. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. So Jesus, hey, 
I'm life of the full. And Satan says, you don't have to obey everything he says. Did God really say? Did God really say anyone who loves me will obey my teaching? My father will love them and he'll come to them and make their home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my... Did God really say that? You better believe it. If you want life to the full, you must obey God. That's the paradox. Die to live. Treasures on earth, treasures in heaven. What can you do? What can you do to combat it? We know that Jesus came down to destroy his work. What can you do? You gotta put on some armor. Doggone it, we're in a war. Put on some armor. Why? Now, the Bible describes it in detail. You got a helmet of salvation, you got a breastplate of righteousness, you got a belt buckle of truth, you get new shoes. You get a shield of faith. He says, put it on. Put it on. Why? So you can take your stand. Leonidas in 300, up against the Persian army, 400 BC. Persian army had so many archers, they shot arrows, it would turn the day into night. And one of Leonidas' men said, then we'll fight in the shade because they had their shields. It's a good analogy of how the arrows are going to come during the day. And so many of them, it'll be like nighttime. But you have your shield. You have to pick it up. You have to carry it with you and take your stand against the devil's schemes. Put on the full armor of God. So when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. It's like a warrior. You guys have seen the movie um, Gladiator? The Roman army comes marching toward the barbarian, the Germanic tribes of Germania. And they're marching forward, but they're marching with their shields. For defense. We've got to bust the myth. Here's how you do it. You got to read the Bible every day. Amen. With it, read it with the intention to obey it. When you start going like, did God really? When theology is great, I love theology. I love exegesis. I love all that. But you can exegesis away from obeying the scriptures. You get so caught up in the dynamics of the content and the data was written and everything else, and you get all this head knowledge and you walk away with not obeying it. Read the words of God every day with the intention to obey and encourage someone every day. Call a Christian every day to say, for this reason, I'm calling to encourage you because there's a myth out there that's that's trying to convince them that they can live a fulfilled life without obeying God. We got to encourage each other every day. On the drive to work, coming home, At night, every day. Because Jesus came to earth to give us life to the full, and he wants you to have it. He wants you to have life to the full.
And the way to do it is just by reading the Bible and obeying it. Have a great afternoon, and to God be the glory. Thank you.